Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. The world was more ready for Christmas. I mean, normally the discussion is, is it too early to play Christmas carols right before Thanksgiving? And now we were like, hey, can we put up, uh, can we put up lights on the 4th of July? Uh, the world was ready for Christmas. Uh, it was, we were longing. We're longing for Christmas, and the reason's obvious. 2020 has been a tough year, and we were all ready for some hope. We were all ready for some hope, and Christmas provides that hope for us, especially in a year where it feels like uh, the world has fallen apart on so many levels. All of us are looking for hope, looking for hope. And I think a lot of people are asking, what's the source of hope right now? Like, I don't need hope uh, six months from now. I need hope right now in this moment. As bad as things are, I need, I need hope right now in this specific moment. But I also need hope right here. I need hope right where I'm at and my location and all the things that we're going through in this specific place. We need hope right here. And, and I need hope for me. I know other people find hope, but i got to find that hope for myself. Well, the good news of Christmas is you really don't have to go looking for hope anywhere Hope has come to us. The good news of Christmas is that hope has found us. Uh, Jesus' hope, or Jesus' coming, means hope for any time, any place, and anybody. Jesus coming at Christmas means hope for any time, any place, and anybody. First of all, Jesus was born in a very specific time. Uh, The Son of God arrived into the world in a very dark time. Israel was an occupied territory. Uh, Caesar Augustus was the one who had taken Rome from a republic to an empire, and he was labeled as the divine savior of the world who would bring peace. And as the great nephew of Julius Caesar, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone in his empire had to go where they were from for a census. They had to go and register in their hometown. Now, we get annoyed when the census workers knock on our door and start asking questions that we're not ready to answer. But imagine the power where someone could say, you got to go to where you're from, and you got to register there. No no airplanes, no buses. You just got to get there. What an expression of power that you can say, I want to know who you are, and I want to know your number, and everyone has to go do it. It was a dark time for Israel because they were under the oppressive thumb of Rome and of Caesar Augustus and Joseph and Mary. They have to go. They go and they register in Bethlehem while Mary is with child. Mary has the child of God, the Son of God. She uh, has this child that is going to be born of the Holy Spirit. And there in Bethlehem, she births Jesus. The, The Messiah is born. And He is clothed in in swaddling clothes. He's put in a manger, and he stays uh, with the animals because evidently the place that they were going to stay, the guest room was already occupied. What a time to come. The king of the world, the king of the universe, the king of all time is forced into travel, is forced to be born somewhere that he's not going to live. 
He doesn't come wielding political power, but rather controlled by political power in his birth, in this dark moment in Israel. But yet, in this dark moment in Israel, it happens to be the greatest moment of God's hope. Because Jesus is born. The Messiah comes. Jesus is born into that specific dark time. And what that means is in Jesus, there is hope for any time. 2020 even. In Jesus, there's hope for any time. Jesus was born in a specific time, but he was also born in a specific place. He was born into a very humble set of circumstances. Uh, There was no royal ceremony when he arrived. There was no sparkling robes. He, He came into Bethlehem, and the extra bedroom was occupied. And so he went with his family and was was uh, laying in this open space where the animals slept. That's why we sing away in the manger. What a powerful but humble beginning, right? The, the king of the universe comes and he sleeps with animals. Well, Jesus is born into that lowly place, and we know that if he's born into that lowly place, that we can have hope in any place, that we can have hope in any place. If the Messiah can be born into a humble place, he can bring us hope into the darkest of places. Jesus was born into a specific time and into a specific place, but lastly, he was born before specific people. You'll see the the graph up behind me. An agrarian society like Jesus was born into was very different than a Western society. And I have a little graph for you. It's not very good, but I want to keep your attention. So uh, as you look at an agrarian society, you'll see that there's rankings of power and privilege within that society. If you can go back one, there's rankings of power and privilege in that society, and, uh, and often you'll have different groups of people that are larger or smaller. And so if you go, to, go ahead and go to the next slide, if you go and look at the lower class in society, you have the expendables, you have the unclean, you have the artisans. Now, Joseph was probably an artisan. He was a He was a carpenter. But then if you look at the upper end of society, you have the governing class. You have the priests who worked at the temple, and you have merchants. But we have to take a step back even further to see what's at the top of the food chain, and it is the ruler. Now, I made it bigger so you could see it, but really it should be very tiny because there's only one or two rulers, and the tinier it is, the less people there are. Now, despite that, Here's the interesting thing about this agrarian society. The biggest swatch of people would have been peasants, what we would call peasants. In fact, Mary was a peasant girl. Mary was a peasant girl. Now, here's what's interesting about the people that Jesus reveals himself or that God reveals Jesus before. Uh, It's not the rulers. It's the commoners. Which is so interesting. I mean, if you're an influencer and you want to gain influence online, you try and find the other influencers and connect with them so that more people will see who you are. Now, if you're someone who's installed in power in a country, you come before everybody so everybody can recognize your authority. Yet, who does Jesus show up to? The shepherds. Now, the shepherds are in the peasant class at best. At best, they're probably more in the unclean because shepherds were dirty. They worked with animals. 
Not only that, but I read somewhere that people did not trust shepherds' reputation because if they moved through your field with their sheep, things went missing that were your property. And so shepherds' testimonies were not credible in a court of law. And yet these are the very people that the announcement comes to of Jesus by the angels. It's so interesting that God's glory had been reserved for the temple. And yet here God's glory is manifested in a field to the shepherds. The shepherds receive the message and the message is, this is for you. I bring you good news. We hope you're inspired by God's word. What have you learned so far? As you listen, pray about applying it to your life. Let's continue in God's word. And the message is, this is for you. I bring you good news, shepherds. Good news of great joy. There's a Savior that's born, and here shall be the sign for you. You'll find him in something very familiar. Not in a throne like the rulers have. Not in a place of wealth like the governing class has. You'll find him wrapped in common clothes in a manger, just like you feed your sheep out of. In fact, you'll probably find him in a peasant home just like you live in. Ken Bailey says, the shepherds were welcome at the manger. The unclean were judged to be clean. The outcasts became honored guests. The song of the angels was sung to the simplest of all. Jesus came in a specific time that was very dark. We know we can have hope at any time. Jesus came in a specific place. So we know we have hope in any place. But Jesus came to very specific, unimportant people so that you and I can know that there's hope for anybody. For anybody. The the hope of Jesus is for anybody and everybody. And that's exactly what the angels say in verse 10. I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for a certain group of people or even your people? No, it's for all the people. For all the people, there is hope for everybody. And that's what we are reminded of at Christmas. The angels tell the shepherds that now that Christ has come, peace on earth. Peace on earth, because Jesus is now on earth. And here's the hope that you have, the opportunity to grasp onto whether it's for the first time or for the thousandth time, you can have hope in this life. You can have certain hope by knowing Jesus Christ. Not as a concept, not by joining a religion, but by knowing God who became man to go to the cross and die for your sins. You see, Jesus laid in that manger, but he was lifted up on a cross for you and for me. And the wrath of God was poured out on him so that you and I, by believing in Christ, could be forgiven, could live in the love of God, could be declared righteous, and could know God and have peace with God because of what Jesus has done for you and for me. And when you grab hold of Jesus, grab hold of hope. Hope that will never leave you 
And therefore, that hope is for any time and any place and anybody. And maybe for you, it's for you, maybe for the first time right here tonight. If you don't know Jesus, whether you're in this building or you're watching online, we would love to introduce you to him. Come up and talk to us afterwards if you're online. Uh, send us a message. We would love to follow up with you and share the hope that we have in Christ. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.